Hey there, podcast listeners. This is the Bridge of Stories podcast. A platform that discusses world issues through personal lenses. We are your hosts. Students of the class of 2020 at the United World College in Mostar. Michelle Wang from China. And Ante Kashura from Poland. Every Saturday, we welcome interviews from all around the world. Bringing all kinds of stories to you. Making headlines from the news no longer foreign, but personal. Visit us on our Facebook page, Bridge of Stories. And for now, sit, sit back and, and enjoy, enjoy the episode. episode. Today we're joined by a very interesting guest. Can you please just tell us your name, where you're from, and your school? Hello, I'm Kenan. I'm from Albania, Tirana, the capital city, and uh, I study in United World College in Mostar. Perfect. Thank you, Kenan, for being here today with us. Uh, so we're going to jump right in. Uh, can you please give us a bit of the context of an interview on the events uh, that happened last week in, in Albania? So on November 26th, it, at exactly 3.55, mm-hmm. the most powerful earthquake in the last 40 years of magnitude 6.4 mm-hmm. shocked Albania and its people and the entire uh, region of Balkan. Mm-hmm. The lives of 51 people uh, were lost in this tragedy, with thousands more left homeless and injured. It's, yeah, it's a very um, it's 6.4, tragic that's event. a lot, it's, right? It's insane. And... I mean, yeah, like, I think it's worth to mention that us at the school also felt it. Uh, yeah. I mean, not this exact one, right? But there was another one. The aftershocks, happened. kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So it was uh, in, in Blaga, so that's a, that's a city very close to Mostar, I believe, around 10 kilometers, right? Mm-hmm. It was a bit, I mean, uh, well, a bit uh, less strong. It was around 5.2, I believe. So, well, no one got injured in Bosnia, as far as I know, right? Uh, but yeah, we. I mean, it's obviously a prevalent issue, and of course, in Albania, we're gonna discuss more about how the earthquake yeah. has been impacting people's lives there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the earthquake was basically six point four, but it had six six thousand aftershocks. Oh. So basically, every twenty minutes, there was a shock back home, and uh, this uh, earthquake brought fifty uh, one deaths and more than 10,000 homeless people. Meanwhile, a thousand people were uh, uh, taken to the hospitals as well. That's, yeah, that's enormous numbers. That's a very drastic effect, yeah. And I'm just wondering, you know, like, what are some of the, uh, you know, the actions the government or some other organizations have taken in to remedying the, uh, the situations? So the government of Albania has been trying to work on this earthquake for a quite good time. Mm-hmm. But uh, what most fascinates me was the reaction from the neighboring countries and the countries in Europe. Mm -hmm. So if we talk about it, uh, we had a big support from the Balkan countries Mm. like Macedonia, Montenegro, Bosnia, not especially from Serbia and Greece, with which Albania doesn't have a good relation. Right. And uh, this melted my heart because it was such a big gesture. And not let's not forget Kosovo, which sent the biggest aid to Albania, monetary aid and uh, even uh, food and other sports. When it comes to, you know, hard times, I think it's, it really shows, you know, people being able to cooperate together. And, like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, at the same time, very unexpected hard times, right? Because we, you didn't have such a, such a harsh earthquake. You know, and the, last, the last one was 40 years ago. Yeah, 40 years ago, exactly. That's, there was one in like, Macedonia, it was also a long time ago as well, because um, I remember seeing some pictures, because, you know, since this story was very much on, um, my politics teacher was also sending us pictures mm. from the uh, earthquake in, in Skopje that happened. Um, right. Like, that well, was a long time ago as well. But I mean, we see that, you know, some, something unexpected, but the government still has to be prepared to respond to all those things, right? Yeah, to be honest, the government was not expecting this, so there was not a a, a quite tactic in order to prevent this mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, groups 
the groups that were mm -hmm. uh, the rescuing teams yeah. were not yeah. prepared. But uh, luckily, we had support from other uh, countries, like Italy sent more than 100 ambulances mm -hmm. and more than 300 wow. firefighters directly the next day. Meanwhile, let's not forget the entire army of Kosovo came to Albania. Wow. And every day there were buses sent full of aids and food. And this, this is a really fascinating thing because if we go back to 1999, mm. when Kosovo was during the war, during war, more than 600 or it can go to even 800,000 of people were yeah. hosted in Albania mm. for months mm. and months during war. So this is like a payback and it's really fascinating and it mm. made me really good. Mm -hmm. And you even shared, I mean, we were just looking at this right before the interview and yeah. the picture that Ken showed to us. Yeah. Um, he also presented to the community of our school at the assembly. Yes. And there was this picture. What was on this picture? Why was it so oh, There was touching? this amazing picture where two firefighters, one was from Kosovo and one was from Serbia. They were both working and trying to rescue people. Mm. And it's, yeah, like the fact that, you know, when it comes to hard times, people are just willing to give up kind of, you know, their nationality or like mm -hmm. the unnecessary hatred or even conflicts from the past to actually, uh, you know, put that kind of unnecessary mindset into helping other people, right? Like That's, in the end of the day, we're yeah, humans and exactly. we live in this world. So humanitarian exactly. aid and comes first before those patriot patriarchal exactly. uh, thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just thinking, um, so coming back to the earthquake itself, uh, did you hear of any of the stories of the people? Was any one of your people that you know affected or did you hear about... Um... Luckily, my family and Tirana was 20 kilometers away from the epicenter okay. of the earthquake. Mm -hmm. But I, ha I heard really uh, not that good stories. For example, I can tell you about a woman okay. whom uh, she went to meet her sister. Yeah. Meanwhile, while she came back, she found all of her four kids, her husband and her parents dead. And uh, later on, she died of a heart attack because she could not handle the pressure. Mm -hmm. Or uh, many different stories were because fifty-one victims—it's not a—it's not a, a small number. Yeah, and of course, of course not. And from three million people, it's—it makes quite a big percentage compared to others. Of course, because you know Albania is not that big in size, right? And, and taking into, into consideration that Albania is the poorest country in Europe. Yeah with a GDP around 13 mil billions per uh, 13 billions, mm -hmm. uh, it makes it really, really bad situation. So even the president uh, called for the state of emergency, mm -hmm. which makes a big uh, impact, as we can see. And uh, not officially, but it's estimated to be around uh, 700 million of damages oh. in euros which is a quite big amount for no, of course. Since, uh, uh, a country like Albania. Yeah, so um, how damaged was the infrastructure? Because I'm curious, you know, like it's the whole rebuilding process will be difficult mm -hmm. because of that. How do you, have you seen any pictures from back home? Related to infrastructure, I heard that they were estimating to be around 6,000 buildings destroyed, which 6, makes 6,000 buildings. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Which makes to 10,000 or even more homeless people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, um, because I guess, you know, like um, in Japan, for instance, what I know is that uh, the way how they cons construct the buildings, that they are prepared for the, you know, earthquake situations, right? They are prepared they to... Because they on the... I mean, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I assume in Albania, I mean, in Bosnia, like here, yeah. not either, like no one takes that into account. So all the construction is done in a way that it's not, you know, ready to um, survive something like an earthquake, right? So I assume this damage 
is even further more emphasized because of full. this, right? Yeah, yeah. because Albania is, is a developing country, yes. so mm-hmm. we are still on our first steps towards development. Mm-hmm. So yeah. these things don't come, like, don't people don't take these things don't take these things into consideration. Mm-hmm. Yes. How about you know just other people's uh, like you know normal citizens or whatever like the friends and families of yours? How are they reacting to kind of like the reconstruction projects and the uh, you know remedies etc. That's yeah. put forth by the government. I'm actually really curious as well because when the earthquake happened here in Bosnia, people were like some of the people were absolutely you know shocked. Especially you know in our school we had mm-hmm. this whole processes and people were really scared about yeah. you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then here there was no real damage to anything. You know, if you haven't seen any destroyed infrastructure, whatever. Well, in Albania, I assume that if, you know, this 5.2 here made people so shocked, I'm actually wondering how is the response in, in Albania among the Albanian citizens? Oh, the Albanian citizens were really shocked by this earthquake and everyone was in a panic because uh, if you take uh, into consideration about the previous earthquake, mm-hmm. if we co- if we talk about uh, California, yeah. after mm-hmm. 6.4 directly, a 7.1 came. So everyone was really scared of another earthquake and everyone was really panicked. My yeah. family, for example, they moved, uh, they took the car directly and they went to Greece because they were really oh, terrified. Wow. Actually, oh yes. wow. And they stayed in Greece for like five days. Are they, did they return yet? Yeah, they, they returned and okay. the situation now is better. Mm. There are no more aftershocks, mm-hmm. but still you'd never know. Yeah, fingers oh, crossed for no more, you know, yeah, damage. Yeah, pray for Albania. Yeah, of course. And I'm just wondering, you know, like, what do you think uh, after these kind of, you know, reconstructions, etc., what's going to be the development afterwards? Do you think there's going to be more attention being paid to kind of these uh, natural disasters, what are some other Balkan countries gonna do, you know, things like that. So in general, there were there are many teams working now in Albania. Yeah. There was a EU team, rescuing team, and like, uh, in order to see the amount of uh, damages that this earthquake has caused, mm-hmm. and in order for them to give a quite detailed uh, answer to EU countries, yeah. in order for them to send monetary support, which Albania really needs, because as I said, it's 700 millions of yeah. euros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've seen a support from different countries as well. For example, Erdogan in a news uh, a declaration, he said that he will build more than 500, uh, 500 buildings, wow. or then UAE sent around 13 millions wow. of euros, and wow. Saudi Arabia wow. around 3 millions, wow. which is a quite fascinating thing to mm-hmm. hear. And I think it's very important that, you know, we kind of emphasize that because at least for me, when I go through news about Albanian earthquake, sure, you see, you know, other people sending aid or whatever, but you never really see like a good overview of like a outline of how much other countries are actually contributing to help, you know, a country that's, uh, that's, you know, struggling. Yeah, I hope this goes on because as, as I mentioned, we're the poorest country and we cannot handle these situations and we would need a lot of support from many different countries. I mean, um, absolutely, and I mean, I think it's again f- important to emphasize that, you know, it's a natural disaster, right, yeah. because people are suffering, yes. but at the same time, I think it proves to all of us that something like that can, you know, be something that people, people can, you unite, know, unite together, upon. together on, yeah, especially, you know, in terms of the Balkan countries, because, you know, especially, I think, um, what we emphasize already is that the Balkan countries were the ones that, you know, send the most support, which I think is really important because, you know, this is a very, uh, I don't know if you, I mean, I guess that's, I hope I'm correcting that, but it's a very conflicted region, you know, I'm yeah. yeah, that's that's right. Because, uh, <laughs> exactly, right? The wars have been going on until 2008 yep. and the people are now still stable and still have the old mentality yep. of thinking mm-hmm. about neighboring countries like that. Yep. Plus, uh, this will bring us together more, I believe, and 
first of all, we're humans after yes. all. Exactly. Because, well, I know how much our listeners are um, aware of the situation in the Balkans in general, but I mean, they prob- you probably know that, um, you know, the situation of Kosovo is a very problematic one. That's why Kenny was emphasizing the, um, the help from Kosovo. Same with Serbia, right? Um, because those other countries are very much, you know, conflicted mm. in that way. So that's a very, very interesting phenomenon, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I guess, just, you know, to wrap it up a bit, um, what do you think are going to be the future development of Albania in a whole? You know, not only just the earthquake, but Albania in general. And do you see this actually moving the country towards a positive direction? I believe this is going to be a positive point yeah. in which we can have our turn and... Uh, we can look at some things with more detail yes. and uh, pay more attention to some small things which before our country or in general countries in Balkan don't put that much effort on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And exactly. I hope uh, the consequences of this earthquake will be passed uh, yes. really fast and I hope we're going to be back on track soon. We all hope so. And uh, there's this Chinese saying, I just really have to point this out, there's this <laughs> Chinese saying actually that you find happiness in harsh situations right mm-hmm. i think it's something you know um that we really should keep in mind that there's always a silver lining and yeah uh thank you very much kenneth for joining us today at the bridge of stories podcast it's a pleasure having you here thank you very much for inviting me in this amazing podcast and i'm looking forward for it thank you again Thank you for listening to the Bridge of Solid podcast. We would like to especially thank the ones that have shown great support for this product. The United World College in Mostar, National Committees of Poland and China, Mr. Adrian de Mol van Otterloo, and the 2019 Mostar Youth Summer Program. We can't wait for you to hear the next episode. See you next Saturday.